everybody, Elisa Keaton here. And before we get going with today's Revving the Word workout, I wanted to come back and announce to you something exciting and time sensitive. This Saturday, Revelation Wellness, we are hosting our meetups. This means wherever you are all around the world, we want you to go to the go to the website and look for an instructor near you to see if they are hosting a meetup. This is a live and in-person three-hour workshop led by a Revelation Wellness instructor with other people who are desiring to love God, get healthy, and be whole. This is our Bold in the Soul meetup. It will all be about identity. Uh, this month is our Bold in the Soul campaign. You'll see it on social media, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you might see us where we where people are kind of taking back identity, whether they, whatever size they are, age they are, but really we're talking deeper than just, deeper than the skin, right? So this is community for you. We really are as grateful as we are for the podcast and everything that we can do through technology and social media. Nothing replaces live community. We are encouraging you to find your people and love your people. Real growth happens in real community. We are not people of perfection, but we are pursuing and persevering on in the good fight of faith. So find a community. They're looking for you this weekend, uh, Saturday on June 2nd. And if it's not happening on June 2nd, just see. Maybe your particular instructor in your area could be hosting it at a later date this month, but it is happening. Go find a meetup. All right. We'll hope you hope you have a great workout today. We're going to have a good time. Peace. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. We are going to be revving the word today. That means you and I are going to move our bodies and have fun diving deep into God's word. It's really the movement that changes things. So I encourage you, if you can be going for a walk, a run, uh, doing chores, mowing the lawn, all those kinds of good things, that will be beneficial to what we're about to do here because something happens when we move our bodies and hear truth and get encouraged by the love of God. And that's what we're going to do. So thank you for being here. If it's your first time, this is an interval workout today. So there will be times that I will um, surge or encourage you to push past what might be a little more comfortable for you. Right now, start warming up. If you can hear my voice, start warming up, moving your body. I want to get you ready. Um, think about how you're carrying your posture. So tall, press through your feet, rise up, tall spine. The Bible says that God made man upright. It's the sin of the world, the stinking thinking, the the negative lower vibrations of our life, the thoughts that kind of carry us down that begin to change how we carry ourselves and our posture, which literally creates pain over a certain amount of time. Some of it's just dysfunction. So if you could just become more aware of your body, notice right now where there's any pain, uh, discomfort. And then I promise as we begin to move, this is a hopeful thing that we're doing. We are getting story after stories of people who are honestly being physically altered and healed by the, the act of faith this takes. Cause some of you do not feel like doing this and working out has been painful for you, or you have, you know, kind of obsessed about your body or neglected it. And we kind of fall into these two categories and people are sending in their testimonies and telling us. So if you have a testimony, email us testify at revelationwellness.org. We would love to know 
We are collecting these stories. You might be hearing from us. Uh, we are getting video testimonies from people and we would love to bless you with a thank you gift as well. So please send it our way. And thank you to our partners. We are a nonprofit, 501c3. It is our vision to use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel. We do that by raising up leaders. We have over uh, close to 1,500 now that we have certified worldwide. And look for an instructor near you. Go to revelationwellness.org. Find someone who's actually hosting living, breathing community. So you're not just doing these podcasts. We're glad you have them, but you were made for relationship with God first and most, but then ultimately with other people. And listen, it's messy, but these are the best people to find. So go find a community near you. I promise they're, they're springing up. So our donors, our partners with us who believe this is a ministry that is changing lives through the gospel, and we're also including the messages of the body as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This month, our Bold in the Soul Challenge is kicking off in June. So get ready, find a meetup near you. So if you don't have an instructor near you, ask them if they're going to have a meetup. We have a workshop, a live in-person workshop ready and waiting for you in the month of June. June 2nd is when we're kicking it off. Um, so we're going to be looking at this concept of identity, really getting in our bodies, in owning our stories and coming into community with one another and also not just becoming bold. So follow us on Instagram, our social media challenges this week or this month. You'll see a lot of, a lot of Sharpie on skin. We're taking back through the power of words, owning our story, being the hero of our story. We're all created for that. Well, Jesus is the hero of our story, but we get to come alongside and he does raise us up. Like he looks at Gideon and calls him a mighty man of valor. He does that to us too, each of us. So look and find a meetup near you. Check out the Bold in the Soul Challenge. Uh, monthly partners, uh, our donors, you guys will get back into the, the challenge page on Facebook where I'll be back there and some of our other instructors are back there to encourage you and grow you up in godliness. Physical training is some value, but it can never trump godliness. All right, so again, we're looking for you. We are looking for you, so find us. Okay. I'm going to get the playlist going right now on a scale of one to 10. You are, oh, you're about a uh, four or five. One being when you woke up out of bed this morning, laying there, eyes open, 10, all out effort, not comfortable at all, but you do it. <laughs> and uh, right now I want you to be about a four or five. Okay. All right. Let's get the playlist going in three, two, one. I'll be honest with you, man, I woke up out of bed this morning. I don't know what I did, but within like a minute, my back, I had pulled, a, I not pulled a muscle, but like a spasm. Who knows? I didn't do anything. I just woke up. When I'm like, get behind me, Satan. Here we go. <sighs> so I'm grateful right now. I'm on a stationary bike. Takes out the impact. This would not be a day that I want to go for a run. And actually, I thought, should I be even moving today? 
So I, I checked in with the Holy Spirit. And I felt like, yeah, just get some blood flow going. Not here to punish myself, and neither are you. This is coming from a place of delight. Delight. This is a get to. You're a good idea, and he's a good God. Mm. I think it's Oswald Chambers who says that sin comes from the suspicious belief that God is not good. Anytime we believe God's not good, we start weighing ourselves down. So optimistic, please. Your brain was meant for optimistic thinking. Its studies prove it. It functions best. Has deeper thoughts. When you think optimistically, you can access creative thoughts, problem solving, deep thoughts under the spirit of optimism. Because that's who God is. That's your Imago Dei. That's your image bearing, your bearingness of the God who created you. So God, thank you. We love you. We thank you that you are calling us by name, giving us our identity back today. And now, Lord, I pray for language. Touch our mouths. Take your holy coals off your holy fire. Touch our lips. Cleanse our mouth. Because our thoughts become our words. So interrupt us, Lord. Change us. Heal us and we'll be healed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just enjoy right now. A little happy song for you. Pay attention to how heavy your feet hit the ground. Pay attention to your breath. Can you take a deeper breath? Yeah. Ha! Think upward. Because you're made up right. All right. We're going to crack open God's word and give him permission to crack you open. Come on. Crack open the shell, the hard heart. Get into that good soil. Plant your seed, God. May our sweat water the soil. So I'm reading to you from Genesis chapter 11. Yeah, old school, right? <laughs> Genesis 11, 11 chapters in. Now to know the story, Adam and Eve, we had it well, we had it right, we had it whole, and we lost it because we believed the suspicion that God is not good, that God was holding out. Go read Genesis 3. When you come back home and, all the lights are out. and then things turn. 
Sin enters, back spasms enter. <laughs> Things start falling apart. But the mercy of God who holds us together. He knew, he knows, this is his way of being chosen God choose him choose him optimistic thinking choose optimistic thinking and you open up the pipeline to heaven so we see mankind kind of fall apart Cain and Abel children of Adam and Eve generations people trying to get back what they lost and by Genesis 11 this is after the flood right because God was sad that he made mankind because they kept wandering from him wickedness they didn't love him they didn't choose him they didn't trust him and God was sad so he does a do-over and the flood Everyone increase your effort. One minute, go. So he does a do-over. Wipes the earth clean with water. Anytime you read about water, God's word. Flooding the earth. Starts over. Makes a promise to Abraham or to Noah. I won't do that again. He was grieved that he made mankind, but even more grieved at the loss. Never again. And he extends the olive branch to mankind. Let's go again. All right, the Old Testament is filled with the mercy of God. Lots of war, lots of bloodshed. That's why Christ is the final bloodshed for all sins of the world. But now, the people are doing it again. Good, you can pull back. The people are at it again. <laughs> They're building their own kingdoms again. All right, so we pick it up in verse 1 of chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and butamen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. Right, they're trying to get to God, but look how they're doing it. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. So they're coming together out of fear. Fear that they might not ascend. 
or might not build. <laughs> they don't know God. Again, they're suspicious. He's not really going to do this, right? What kind of things do we build when we don't trust God? Oh, you guys, increase your effort. Go. So by the way, I'd like you to start working towards an eight, maybe even a nine. 90 seconds. Come on. Right? Anything built on the suspicion that God is not good is destined to fall. Come on. This is why God says, seek first me and all these other things will be given to you. I'm the cornerstone. I'm the foundation. Me, my glory, my goodness. My faithfulness reaches to the heavens and to the sky. Verse five, this is what I'm amazed by. You ready? And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. Ah. I love that. Do you see the father going, what have you guys done here? Right? Oh, my kids. I love them. Man, aren't they creative. What have they done now? <laughs> I'd like you to see this without the shame of a father. He's not shaming his kids. He's teaching them. He's saying, okay, right? Because we can only learn and grow from what gets exposed. Pull back. Verse five, or verse six. And the Lord said, behold, they are one people and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Whoa. Come, let us go down. Confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. Turn your effort up. Three minutes. I want you to be an eight. Come on. Just hang on to this image. God sees what they've done because they're creative people, right? We're made in his image, all people, whether they acknowledge him or not. They all, we all have the ability to build. So, so kind of him. Eight and a half, maybe. Come on. Buffering the burn with your breath. Holy Spirit, breathe in us. Breathe on us. Come on. You can do it. Lift the corners of your mouth. Come from delight, not duty. Ha! 
Pick up your feet. Up, up, up. Nothing. Impossible for them. Wow. Let's love it that God did not withhold from us. How powerful we are. And he acknowledges it. That's why it's best. Whatever you're going to build on the foundation of Christ. Build it. it. I promise you this. It'll probably take longer to build, but it will last. It will last. So I'm going to ask the question. What are you building right now that God is not the foreman of? What kind of safe house, control, rules are you putting in place that maybe others have to follow in order to be in relationship with you? What towers are you building? You're trying to get to God when He's already here. So weird how we're working for what we already have. Come on. You're almost there. 15 seconds. Don't stop. Don't stop. Three, two, recover. And can I tell you, my back's feeling better. Thank you, Jesus. Blood flow. All right, so one minute to recover. Behold, they are one people and they have one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing they propose will now be impossible for them. This is telling us language is powerful. He's saying nothing will be impossible for them because they are understanding one another. They're on mission together. Whoa. This is why Jesus says to us that he must go so that something greater can come, the Holy Spirit in us, and that we will do even greater things than him. Holy smokes, this is in us. Go, minute and a half. What would feel good right now? What would be a little on your edge? Nothing will be impossible for them. God has set us up. When we speak the language of heaven, not only is nothing impossible for us, but it is endorsed by heaven. It is sealed. Nobody can mess with it. Come on. God messed with this plan because he didn't approve it. 
they were too busy being suspicious of God to ask and build. And he would have told them, please don't do that. I'm with you. Why do you want to send to me when I'm already here? Come on. 15 seconds. Up, up. Corners of your mouth. Breathe. Good job. Big recovery. Well done. So God confuses their language to frustrate them. That's where I think I wrote, if the people of God could once again speak the same language now inside this new covenant, the Holy Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit on us, God with us, Emmanuel. Like we're all, come on, let's get together. Let's have a meeting and let's speak the language of heaven. Because when we do that, nothing will be impossible for us. Listen, I'm a builder, I'm a trainer. I build people. <laughs> I, I'm passionate that nothing is stuck. Nothing has to stay this way that things can move towards healing, wholeness, improvement. We can be healthy and it has nothing to do with a number under our feet. Think healthy thoughts, speak healthy words, take in healthy input, and we'll become people of health. That's the language of love. We have a father, listen, when you have children, it is your desire that they would be healthy. You're just praying when you're pregnant, Lord, let them be healthy. I don't care, 10 fingers, 10 toes. Everything else, personality, boy, girl, we'll work it out, but God, healthy. Mm. Colossians 4, 6, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Ephesians 4.29 Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Wow. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. Go. Confess. Where you are building your own kingdom and not people up get honest
Do not let any unwhole some talk come out of your mouth. Unwhole. Don't betray yourself, your health, your peace, your joy with a language that feels good in the moment and causes damage. Listen, the Holy Spirit's here right now and he's working damage control. And he's not shaming you. Listen, I just know until revving the word, well, because of revving the word, we're employing more angels, more heaven, more of the kingdom is being employed because we need them in our weakness. This workout is only here to access your weakness because we cannot grow strong, be healthy, build, improve, and enlarge unless we're aware of our weaknesses. And for some of us, it's the language we speak. So right now, get with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to trace some things back. Root cause. Pay attention to the language you use that is not whole or filled with grace or seasoned with salt, which is truth, but just a seasoning. Seasoned with salt, because God is love. It doesn't say that God is truth. Scripture says God is love, but He is the way, the truth, and the life. So he's not, he's both and. But I told you guys, truth without a foundation of love will break. The foundation is love. God loves me. God loves them. Now, speak truth, God. Come on. Who told you? Some of your language you use that comes from fear, shame, guilt, which makes you want to control and build. When did it start? Go, pull up some roots.
build you up? Who tore you down? Who didn't build you up? Who tore you down? Who didn't meet your needs? And because of that, you developed a language. It sounds something like this. Me, 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 me. I, 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 me, and hear me when I say that's normal, that's part of the human condition because everybody is born looking for somebody who's looking for them, looking for somebody who's looking out for them. And I have a strong suspicion that many of you listening did not have it. Your first generation, nobody ushered you into the presence of God. Nobody showed you repentance. Nobody showed you forgiveness. Nobody showed you mercy. Nobody showed you the way, the truth, the life. But he's here now. Today is as good a day as any to be loved, to build. Patiently wait for the Lord. Gracious assumptions of everyone who's ever hurt you. Good job. Well done, everyone. Cooling down a bit. You did 30 minutes with me, good job. That was like 28 minutes. <clears throat> so. Listen, I'm so grateful for those of you. Listen, please hear me. Please hear this, this is very, very important. This is how the enemy steals from us, the people of God. If you're someone who's listening and you go, you know, I don't, I haven't, I don't have a bad testimony. I was raised by two loving, God-fearing parents. And all the people say, amen. Everyone say amen. Please, I pray my children are those. I pray it, and you are not less powerful because you don't have this 
beaten up testimony. But let's be, let's be clear. <laughs> Are you utterly ruined for Christ's sake? Awesome. <laughs> Get on the field, take your position and play. Now I realize my kids probably are being covered so much in the grace of God as I'm, they are my proving ground. This is where I put the word into practice is with them more than I was ever shown it. I was shown how to use language to get what you want, to get what you need. I'm trying to teach my kids a language that God is good. My parents are for me. I love my friends, but they don't have the first and final say, right? Come on. But my kids, I'm praying they get ruined for Christ. Ruined for Christ. That these are not just words that they use to sweep the dust under the rug. Like, let God see the broken pieces. Don't sweep them under. That's why we celebrate in our house. In this house, when sin gets exposed, oh my gosh, we celebrate. I get so excited. I truly, that's the language of heaven. Yeah, I'm so grateful. Because he exposes in the light the deeds of darkness. No shame, that's love. This language of love. Listen, the language of God requires these next five things. Power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Speaking in new tongues, speaking a new language in us. <laughs> it has to confront the old language to give us new language. My kids are really in this now because they have to fight their own fight. They're 14 and 17 now. I've given them a base of language and now they've got to apply it, learn it. They can choose to be angry defiant, but they're very aware it doesn't get me anywhere. Actually, it costs a lot. So they're exercising this language now to make it their own. It's exciting as a parent, thrilling and scary because I don't want them to fall on their faces, but I know that's how they learn. The power of the Holy Spirit. The language of God requires the presence of the Holy Spirit. Not just the power in me, but the presence of God upon me. Because God is the Prince of Peace. In order for me to participate with the language of heaven, I gotta slow down and think the thoughts of heaven. Remember the encounters I've had with heaven the truth that I read maybe hours earlier, I gotta slow down. Listen, the flesh hates slow, amen? 
Why do you think people quit their exercise programs in two weeks? It's their flesh that gets them to quit, just like their flesh gets them to start. The whole hope there is to shame, to start something they can't finish. This is why Jesus says, count the cost, please, before you want to be my disciple, count the cost. No turning back. The third thing the language of God requires for us is our ability to listen. Well, I said, actually, the third is slow down, right? Because if I want the presence of God on me, if I want the dove to remain on my shoulder, I've got to move slowly. Birds are skittish. Slow down. This is why be still and be loved, everyone. Practice that. And then our ability to listen, open our ears to hear, God, what are you saying? If these people in the Tower of Babel were listening, if one person was remembering, wait a minute, according to Noah and our, our, our grandparents here, we once were wicked people and God did a do-over with us and sent a flood. Our great-great-great-great-grandfather Noah and his sons were saved. So we're prone to wickedness. We're prone to forget God. And they would have reminded, one person would have reminded them, hey, I don't think we're supposed to be doing this because we're trying to build our thing up. If one person had slowed down to listen, that's why God's eyes roam the earth looking for someone who is wholeheartedly devoted to him. I love that, I love that Bible verse. The eyes of God roam the earth looking for one who is wholeheartedly devoted to him. It's all he needs. That's why we know Abraham's coming soon. I just need one. And from one, I can create a nation of people. And from one, they'll have a language. Right? And we now have our one, Christ. The way, the truth, the life. Son of God, who is love. The final thing we need is the trust that God will speak to us and through us. Matthew 10, 19, when Jesus sends the disciples out, he says, get out there, start doing this thing. Go, travel lightly. He says to them, when they deliver you over, do not be anxious, which means don't be stressed, don't be scared, don't be worried, don't get chopped up into little pieces. The word anxious in the Greek means to chop into pieces unwhole do not be anxious but you are to speak or what you are to say for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour this is the language of God it requires us to be listening dependent you guys it's not just knowing Bible verses those are good those are good I always say those are like uh, they're, 
They're guardrails. They keep you from driving off the cliff. But God, the living God, will speak to you in that moment and it will be active and living word. It'll be personal to you in that moment, for you, for them, for harmony, for unity, for peace and joy, because that's what the kingdom is a matter of, righteousness, peace and joy. So I just want you to, before I go, promise me this today, because words make up your life, everybody. You will become what you say. You will. God spoke and it happened. When we speak, it will happen. If you speak death, you'll get death. If you speak life, you get life. God has made us these beautiful seed sowers. We're just throwing seeds all day long. Are they seeds of life or seeds of death? So when something happens today, you are the most fit people I know sober in mind, fit and able in body, listen to your body cues, you get anxious, your heart rate picks up, your stomach turns, you get a headache, you clench your jaw, what do you do? Start paying attention. If you've never done that before, start there. What are my body cues when I am tempted to speak a language that is not heaven or I'm listening to a language that is not heaven? And then once you know that, you take a breath, you breathe, you become aware of that feeling. It's here to teach you something. It's not to be despised or shamed. There it is. I'm telling you, we're going to do some Kung Fu on the enemy. He comes at us and we will use him against himself. This is the heritage of health for the people of God. We don't have to fear him. He actually becomes a servant to us for the purposes of God. Come on now, can I get an amen? Who's in? But we train, this is Jedi training now. When it comes today, you will notice it and you will breathe. It only takes two seconds to turn a thought around. Two seconds, you wanna know how long two seconds is? Start. Stop, that's it. We'll do that again, two seconds, ready? Start. Stop. <laughs> we just need a speed bump. Speed bump. Come on. Anyone like me, I, I'm honest, I tend to speed over speed bumps and everything goes flying in my car. <laughs> a little bit. That sound of everything flying in my car should be the cue. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Right, that's that, that clunk of your heart today, that clench of your jaw today, that sinking feeling in your stomach today, online. Breathe in the air of heaven and the language will come. And God will speak to you and through you. This is the kind of God he wants to be, to build you up, that you would build others up and not tear them down. We, the people of God, could speak this language. Nothing will be impossible for us. God gives high authority and account to words. Nothing will be impossible for them. Thank you, God, for this truth. We love you. Do it in us according to your word. Make us people of the impossible in the language of your love. In Jesus' name, amen.
Lord 